It's time for Cerrito Live. Here's your host, Kevin Cerrito. Greetings and salutations. We are live from high atop Mount Moriah here at Flynn Broadcasting on this Saturday. Thanks for making us a part of your weekend. We got an action-packed edition of the program coming your way today, as always. It's another early bell time for wrestling talk uh, this week. We'll talk uh, wrestling talk. will begin at ten thirty as we put a wrap on this jam-packed January. Here in the Mid-South for professional wrestling action. There's been so much wrestling happening. The final show is tonight at Rec Room 901 Wrestling. I'll be out there hosting that. So many wrestling shows happening uh, in the Mid-South this month. And we are going to look back at those shows today. Of course, always Jerry the King Lawler uh, will join me on the program. But guess who else we have? So it was just a couple of weeks ago we had Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler on the same show. Today we have Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee on the same show. Superstar Bill Dundee is scheduled to join us today. The mystery is going to end. Why was the superstar not at Lander Center for the tribute to Legends of Memphis Wrestling put on by AEW Wrestling? We'll find out from the superstar himself later on in this show, but we start every week talking with local 24 sports reporter and anchor. Her name is Jessica Benson, and she joins us now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce to you. He's a friend of mine. Yes, yes, I am. And he goes by the name. <laughs> Good morning, Jessica. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. I am. I am Wonderful. Fantastic this morning. Let's uh, take a look back at the week in, in Memphis sports. Of course, that's what we always do here, what we will remember. But before we do that, I got this is this is a big story that, that impacted me. And I wondered, I was just curious. I was like, does Jessica even know how devastating this news is that has hit this week? All right, let's get it. Uh, because I know you're 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 adopted Memphis, right? You're you're yes. you're a Memphian now, and yes. but you haven't been here that long. Uh, tell me what Jessica's relationship is with Crystal Hamburgers. <laughs> okay, I have I have been to Crystal's once and one time only. I was at I was covering a high school game at Central High School, and there's that Crystal's right on Union, um, right down there by the medical district. And it was the only thing there, and everyone had talked about crystals. And so I was like, I'm starving. I need something quick. I'm going to get crystals. And I had crystals. And that is my crystal story. Okay. <laughs> and, that, and that's as far as it goes. Right. So and you were, you were working, right? So you had not been drinking. I was. No, 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 no. I was, I was very much on the job eating in the parking lot at Central High School. <laughs> And that's not the best way fine. to have your, your first. first I mean, <laughs> it you, was you, okay. It's not the best first. Do you like White Castle? No. Yeah. See, it's just not your thing. Uh, I like In and Out and um, mm. Shake Shack. I'm oh, well, yes, bougie, bougie on the go hamburger status here. Oh. I did try when I moved here, though. We I don't did have go either to, one of those, as you know that, right? <laughs> I know. I know. It's very sad. Uh, where did I go? I went to, to 
Chops once, uh-huh. and it was good. And I went to, um, oh, Backyard Burgers, and it was surprisingly good. So there's my there's my on-the-go hamburger endorsement. And I love, uh, what's it called, Cookout. Cookout's like Cookout is- one of the best things about moving to the South. It was incredible to discover. Well, we just got it when you got here, so it hasn't. I know. It, I had a friend. I had a friend visit Memphis uh, last year, <laughs> and we, she flew in probably around like eh, I don't know. Mid, she got in around eleven o'clock midnight, and we're driving back to our our place. And she sees Cookout on Union, and she loses it. And she's like, "We have to go to Cookout." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" She, she went to school in North Carolina. Oh, so she they knows all about it all the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And so here she comes to Memphis, and I'm I'm so excited to take her out to great barbecue and all the great <laughs> restaurants. And all she wants to do is go eat at Cookout, and that made her entire trip. That was her favorite meal of the trip was getting to go back to Cookout. So anyway, it's, hey, I nice tangent. It, no, I mean it's it's it is uh, insane. I am one of those people when I go out of town and I see a fast food restaurant that I that uh, we do not have. Uh, where I live, I want to you know you get it. Like it's a it's a bizarre thing. I know uh, many people are all about it. And cook oh, yeah, I'm crazy with In-N-Out. I've like mm-hmm. gone across well, four lanes of traffic when I see an In-N-Out on the first. I was in Utah and I saw an In-N-Out right outside Salt Lake, and I thought Chris was going to kill us. And he just he just veered over. He's like, "We're getting In-N-Out." And the reports coming from the Cotton Bowl uh, is that Memphis fans were packing the Whataburgers down there, right? That I just... still have never been to Whataburger, and I'm devastated about it. Well, I've taken two road trips through Texas. Once when the Grizzlies played the Spurs. Um, the last time they were in the playoffs, I went down to San Antonio for one game. And then now this trip to the Cotton Bowl. And both times I've gone in with the intention of getting Whataburger and Facebook living my first Whataburger experience. And both times I have failed. So I hear it's great. You don't have to travel that far. You know, it's right. Isn't there one in Jackson, 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 Jackson. Mississippi is your closest, closest one. So about that three hour drive. So if you're going, it's still pretty far. Oh yeah. But but I mean, you're the, y'all, y'all fly to Disney for one day, so you could it's dri- true. It could take a three-hour drive to Jackson for Whataburger. <laughs> we but, were just in Jackson. I said, I wish I would have known. Oh no, they also have Raisin Cane's down there, which is fantastic. As far as that's I do, I love Raisin Cane. But b- back to the burger. So the problem is, you're, you're okay. So the reason I bring Crystals up, they filed they filed Chapter Eleven. This right, week, right, which right. This is very sad news. Uh, it's a Tennessee based chain originally, right? It was the origin story begins in Chattanooga. They moved to the Atlanta uh, metro area uh, just a few years ago. Airport stuff, I guess, or they really wanted to be stuck in traffic. I don't know uh, why they would move from Chattanooga. It was very devastating. Downtown Chattanooga with the Crystal Building and all, but. The, uh, like you get, like, I have a crystal rule that I break. I do break it, but, uh, is rule. I try to only eat crystals when it's dark outside. I'm assuming it was dark outside. When yeah, you... it was dark. Yeah, it was dark. So I passed the first rule. Yeah. And, and I was starving. And you, you, you have had, uh, White Castle before and you did not like it either. Yeah, you no, not, not so my it's favorite. Not your thing. It's not my favorite. It's not, yeah. it's not, it's not your thing, but it is, to me, it's sad. Crystal's the, the, of course, the Southern version of, of White Castle. And it is better. It is better. If you're ever traveling up there to Nashville, right, Jessica? In that, the Nashville metro area is the only area in the world where you can have both. They have Crystal and White Castle. So it's the only area they have both. Wow. Nashville's does, good for something. That does, yeah. That's amazing. But not for, <laughs> not for you. Not for you. But no, but RIP crystals. I understand it. Has it's not to, dead it's yet. No, a, it's just chapter 11. What? They're just closing some stores. They can still, they're still going to remain uh, open and operating. That's not dead Block, yet. Just because you filed paper. Was, 
Blockbuster was chapter eleven too. And yeah, I know, but I there's that there's no there's nobody like you can't just go to your house and, and turn your TV on and have a crystal burger shoot into your mouth. Can't do that. It's true. Was... It's true. It's <laughs> not, yet. not yet. It's true. Not yet. But Chris, I would Chris... love for that to come up. So from where you, where you, where you're, you're from, like uh, when you went to college, you're in California, late night. I mean, in and out is everything. You get it. doesn't matter. Like people just want in and out, whether it's late night uh, and you've been out all night, or if you just want fast food for supper, you're getting the, the in and out. Is there any other, you said any other shake shack, is I actually like Shake Shack prefer. more than I like In and Out. And I'm with you honestly. on that. I'm with you. On I think that 100%. Shake Shack's the best. I think like when I go to New York with my mom and we're looking for something like I know a lot of people go to New York and go out to nice meals and try different things. No, we just go to Shake Shack and get our usual order. I love their fries. I love everything about Shake Shack. Um, growing up in Colorado, I guess we were ahead of the game on Chipotle. That's where it started. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's like the go to fast food move there. Um, but there wasn't there wasn't what? really like a burger but, edition. The late night crystals, so, crystals, so Colorado. Crystal's Get a burrito bowl. Crystal's trademark is is like it's the late night. Like you're getting it fast. You're getting it because you you're you're yet the yeah, munchies. Yeah, we didn't have one of those. Or you're you're getting, McDonald's. You're getting it because it's open twenty four hours. Like that's the thing about Crystal. It's open twenty four hours. Like you and that was in that was in and out too. You can get in and out time. at. 2 a.m. And and cookouts coming to the market. Maybe cookouts are hurting Christmas. Yep. It's continuing to spread across the South because it is it is now like I, I especially they've got one real close to University of Memphis here. Like cookout, if you want your late night, it's really late. It's cookout 24. They're open till like three or I'm, four. Yeah, I think they're it's like three or four. I don't think it's 24 hours. They're open it's late. Late. So cookouts yeah. taking some of that. Of course, Taco Bell being if you if you're in the mood for Mexican that at that hour you go to Taco Bell. And, and McDonald's, of course, now open 24 hours. So I think some of that may be hurting the Crystal brand uh, uh, ability to to excel. But Crystal's is better than White Castle. That's all I'm trying to say to you, Jessica. Okay. And if okay. it's not your if it's not your thing, wh- whatever. But uh, Crystal's, uh, without doubt, is better. And it is the the, the the southern version, so it's got my support. Carl, what is this your? This is a fa- beautiful tribute. It's not dead yet. I'm going to. Everybody <laughs> I, needs to go I'm to just saying, today. if you want to hold on to it for you know. Future. I'm gonna get crystals this, this week. Really nice. And their breakfast is not bad. Give me a sunrise, or I'll take a sunrise. What, Carl? In my opinion, I've had both. I you're wrong. To, I will have to disagree, but White Castle is better. You're they, wrong. They you have, only like have, it because we don't have it. I guess that's probably what it is. You know, and there's a movie about it. It's no, true. I was gonna say there's actually, no movie where the main characters go to Crystal. <laughs> I'm of actually, course, had, there's not because White there, House before the movie. But yeah, of course. But but we. It's, which you want to go to White Castle? Like in Nashville or St. Louis is your closest place to go. To that, but. Hey, the bun at Crystal is so much better. The bread at Crystal's and the bread is a big part of a of a burger. Um, uh, the Crystal's bun dominates. Yeah, Carl, that, that's I'll take, true. We'll take a, we'll take a road trip to Nashville. We'll have them side by side, and I will prove to you what I'm saying. But really, this conversation is because I'm sad about Crystal, but also because I do not want to talk about the University of Memphis. I was going to say we can just talk about burgers for thirty minutes. What will it would we, be more entertaining? What will we remember from this week? We've had two this like. Very depressing losses on what is, uh, you know, it's been such a fun basketball season, really, until until this week. This is the week that really, uh, really, really things fell off the rails, really. Let's be honest. Uh, it got real. Martin Luther King Day game, the Grizzlies just get embarrassed. It was a, a terrible national television game. Not only did Zion not play, as we were hoping. Uh, but then would. the Grizzlies get destroyed. Grizzlies get destroyed. Then Zion has a pretty awesome uh debut a couple nights later so like get to see what you missed out on like even if right. the grizzlies would have got blown out i want to see 
the Grizzlies lose by a lot of points because Zion's in the game and is is awesome, right? But that's not what we got on Monday. And then no, we got we got Nicola Melli, the twenty <laughs> eight year old rookie out of Italy who just couldn't miss in the second quarter of that game, and everyone's like, "Who is this guy?" It's like, "Who needs Zion? You had you had Melli." So there you go. And put some respect on that name. Then what, was it was it Tuesday night that the Tigers lost by twenty? Is that it was Wednesday, Wednesday night. It was Wednesday against Tulsa. Yeah, forty. It was. The, oh, I'm sorry, twenty. Yeah, forty. Yeah, I was going to say I, the sorry, Tigers lost by 20. forty. The 40. Grizzlies lost by twenty-four. Easy to get some them this, mixed up because you don't want to believe that the, the no, Memphis but, Tigers, who had, you had pinned all your hopes and dreams on, actually what? lost a game by forty points. They lost by forty, only that's scoring what, forty. Yeah, that's what. It, and it's a hist- Yeah, they scored forty, lost by forty. Thank you. This yeah. is why we got Carl here. Like it's so. Yeah. It's because sometimes you know you. I, Instinct to say twenty because that's a regular. That's a regular. It's a score. very you regular lose. game. Boy, you lose by twenty. Forty. Losing by forty is insane. This is the week the Tigers lost by forty. Thanks for for jumping in and, and and making sure I'm on track. They lost by forty on Wednesday night. What the biggest loss by a top twenty five team since like 1997 or something? It's been twenty seven. Yeah, years. I can check it out for you. Twenty. I was gonna say worst loss by a ranked team against an unranked team in twenty seven years. It was the fewest points Memphis has scored since 1979. Which is when the shot clock era started. Um, it was the worst loss they've had against Tulsa in like 50 plus years. Everything was very, very bad. And it was so close to being, it was so close to us being able to call it the worst loss in like 85 years of Memphis basketball um, because a Tulsa player missed a layup with 30 seconds to go that would have made it a, a 42 point game. So you can be grateful that we're just calling it one of the top. Three worst losses. Yeah. Uh, so it came down to a, a, a Tulsa miss, been worse. a Tulsa miss layoff, which still just a few months removed from the, uh, the 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 Tulsa missed kick. Right. So the karma is back on, or I guess still on Memphis's side when it comes to just kind of getting right by, skating right by the edge there. Tulsa. No, it was just it was missing when they game. need to miss. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you, Tulsa. Uh, oh, four. So who are we blaming for this? James Wiseman or Penny Hardaway? Who are we blame for this loss? Players. <laughs> a little. I was going to say <laughs> yeah. a little bit of everyone, and and throw in the players in that mix too. I mean, Penny came down pretty hard on him. He talked again yesterday, just continuing to to use the word embarrassing, which is exactly what it was. There's no need to sugarcoat it. This was an embarrassing loss, and frankly, it was an unacceptable loss as a team. You don't just lose a game by 40 points. Like Memphis isn't. Memphis isn't a bad enough team to lose the game 80-40 to 40 against a pretty mediocre Tulsa team, even though that Tulsa team was, you know, if you'd looked at the AAC standings on Wednesday morning and you saw Tulsa was at the top of them, you might be able to convince yourself, oh, Tulsa's not that. No, Tulsa you know, had a pretty weak schedule uh, in the first half of the season, and they're, they're not great. I mean, even with this win over Memphis, I think it moved them up to like 65 and Ken Palm. Um, it moved them up into the top 75 in the net, though. So this loss, even though it was absolutely horrific, is a quad one road loss for the Tigers. So that's, that is one shining, tiny, tiny nugget to take out when you're still talking about Memphis as an at-large team in March, um, looking at the NCAA tournament. But, yeah, I mean, everything – listen, everything comes back with this team – the way we're going to talk about this Memphis team come rain, come shine is it will always fall back on the fact that James Wiseman left the team. 
um, before Christmas and before, you know, things started to kind of take a little bit of a tumble. They played well. I think it's hard for people to to wrap around the James piece of it a little bit because they were playing well, you know, like right. they, they were still surviving without James Wiseman and everyone kind of shifted into this thought process of, okay, James is gone, but this was the number one recruiting class in the country. And even though James Wiseman was the number one player and a very big piece of this, Hey, I mean, when you look at this, you still have, you have precious Achua, you have Lester Quinones, you have Boogie Ellis. Well, guess what? Boogie Ellis is almost as absent as James Wiseman is right now, even though Boogie Ellis is still on the team and he's just gone completely cold. So you're, you're really without two of the players who were supposed to be the ones really leading this charge of this very special season. And, and precious Achua has been phenomenal and he's been a double, double machine and he's been able to to shine maybe even more so but he's also had to adjust his position responsibilities he was supposed to be the four to James Wiseman's five he's had to balance playing more five he's had to change you know the game plan now revolves around him and when when you look at how this team is playing I mean their half-court offense is is not not a half-court offense and it's it's just not good and they're not scoring points and it really 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 caught up with them Wednesday so to go back to your question, when you when you assign the blame, James Wiseman has never, in my opinion, I understand I understand why James Wiseman did what he did. I've been very clear on that from the beginning. But James Wiseman is never going to be blameless when it comes to how this Tigers team. Hopefully, they come back today. They play SMU today. They have a chance to bounce back. We could we could remember this past week in Memphis sports as the week where Memphis lost by forty, and then they got their stuff together and came back and rattled off four or five straight wins and, and seemed to get back on track. But if it were to catapult further or, or tumble a little bit more, um, you're always going to look back on, well, what would have been if James Wiseman had stayed with the team? So you put that in a box. Then there's they Penny Hardaway. Where I, I would have been right. They, they would have lost, <laughs> lost by 20. I don't think they would have lost. I don't think they would have. Exactly. So you do blame. So James Wiseman is somewhat to blame for sure. Then. Yeah. You don't think they would have lost I at mean, all. No, no. I no chance. Um, some of the games we lost, I don't think we would have lost. Georgia most definitely wouldn't have lost. Wichita State, I don't think we would have lost. No, the Tulsa on the that, road game, I, historically. I think Wichita State on the road is the one question. But the thing is, is James was such an X factor. So really, you don't know. Yeah, they might not have. And especially right. in this year of college so dominant, basketball. So dominant. That's what That's what's frustrating for me. Because I, I've watched more college basketball this year than I've watched in my entire life being an AP voter this year. And... And ever it's the storyline everywhere is how crazy college basketball is and, and top ranked. I mean, the last last week, twelve ranked teams lost to unranked teams, and um, and that's just been the narrative of college basketball is there's not really a dominant top twenty five, and so you have to think of the shoulda, coulda, woulda if James Wiseman was on this team. I mean, what was we talked a lot about the ceiling of this Tigers basketball team, and I think I said you know. Sweet 16 or bust. And there were people who were very, very confident in a Final Four mentality going into this year before all of this transpired. And guess what? The way the landscape is in college basketball this year, if James Wiseman was playing, it's not out of the question. I mean, that's not – so that's where that all fits in. Um, as for Penny Hardaway, I've seen more fans suddenly turn on Penny's coaching abilities. I think even more so than – than us all all talking and, and the media, but people are 
people are angsty. You can't lose a game by 40 points and expect right. some people not to be critical and, and some people to start over nitpicking uh, some of the things you're doing, some of the lineup choices that you're making. Again, that half-court offense, what, what's going on there? What, how are they going to fix it? Um, My question, so what we'll is see. Larry Brown doing? What is Larry Brown doing? <laughs> what is Larry Brown because doing? Where is Larry Brown? We, we, do have, we do have a new athletic director over there at the University of Memphis who uh, we have not. We I don't, don't think know. they're going to. I don't think given the NCAA investigation of this year, I'm not <laughs> sure his first phone call right now is to Lawrence Harvey Brown. <laughs> but uh, you never know. I mean, if they're already yeah, investigating, yeah. what do you have to lose here? But, but I will say, I mean, I think we do have to remember, and I'm not giving Penny a pass just, I'm ta- by I'm any talking, means. I'm talking Larry as the assistant now. We're going back to Larry I, yeah, being the yeah, assistant oh to Penny. Yes, That's Penny's dream assistant. <laughs> just clear, everybody, everybody listening, we're not that. saying replace replace Penny with Larry Brown. But yeah, I, no, no. I agree. And when the, it comes, I agree. When it comes to Penny, I'm again, I'm not giving him a pass, but he right. is in his second year as a college head coach, and there is. Right. There's a learning curve, just as there's a learning curve for this very young team and young players. Um, there's a there's a learning co- curve for college coaches and how to adjust to a season. This is not the season Penny Hardaway thought was on his plate coming into this year. Not and at all, right? There's you know, I mean, had all at all. You're and talking so in season dealing, and in game adjustments are are, are not. Uh, yeah, and dealing with the adversity, yeah. dealing with the adversity of, of a locker room that probably is a little bit on the edge of not not quite having that same focus that was there early in the year. And when, you know, when Penny Hardaway was coming out and saying he wanted all the smoke and the team was backing him up, they wanted all the smoke too. Well, at the time, like, they were actually on fire and not in a bad way, in a good way. Now they're kind of on fire in a bad way. So it's just, it's it's learning how to get through that. Again, I look at this next stretch of games for Memphis. They have, uh, like, their next, three are like sub 70 Ken Palm teams starting with SMU today. They have UCF. Um, quite a few of those games are at home coming up. So they have a chance to write the ship and we're, I mean, this is what we do. We catastrophize 40 point losses because 40 point losses deserve to be catastrophized. I don't like, no matter right. what they do today, I will be dropping them out of my top 25 on Monday. Oh, you I'm, just, I was you gonna can't, ask. you're I not, was gonna a, ask. yeah. You're not a top 25 team if you lose on even on the road at Tulsa by 40 points. You just don't. But they do have an opportunity. I've been asked a lot, you know, oh, are they out of the top 25 for good this season? No, that's a ridiculous statement, especially given how chaotic the rankings have been throughout this year. So the, the season is not over. Um, I've seen, you know, Memphis is still very much getting put in bracketology, different brackets that are starting to come up. I've seen them as, you know, sure, it's not it's not as fun as it was. I've seen them at a ten seed. I've seen them at an eleven seed. Um, so we're not talking about that that magical four seed that they were trying to to hang on with all their might. But when I look at the American, I would still expect the American to get you know their conference champion and, and two at large bids, probably with Houston, Wichita State, and and Memphis for now being those three teams to look at. And they, you have to remember, Memphis finishes their season. Um, I think two of their last four or five games are against Houston and Houston's the only ranked team in the American right now. And so they still have, you know, big opportunities late in the season to get some statement wins. They just have to get it figured out. And it starts today with SMU. And I would expect they've played relatively well at home 
for the most part. So I would expect this to be uh, a big kick in the pants today and turning things I, around. I think they could still get a four seed in in the NIT. Uh, we oh, <laughs> are, are, don't use the NIT word. I mean, we might like to be to be real. Like here we are uh, approaching the Super Bowl here, almost at Super Bowl Sunday, and the the idea that that it's realistic now after this that the Tigers might slip up and not make the tournament. It's re- it's possible they're out of the top twenty five now. They're Things are going in the wrong direction. Can Penny turn it around? But you could have a season where the Tigers are not in the tournament and the Grizzlies are in the playoffs. The Grizzlies got back into playoff uh, contention last night. They're now back into the eighth seed spot after defeating the Detroit uh, Pistons. We know the Grizzlies have got things back on track. But uh, what uh, about your Memphis Tigers? We will uh, find out. But the Grizzlies, so we had to have the Spurs lose last night. It's going to be a back and forth with this uh, through... It's, but it's fun, though, isn't it? I mean, like, so that's what I understand for, for real diehard Grizzlies fans. It's an anxiety attack waiting to happen every single night. But uh, if they can stay in this race through the end, I did see, I saw uh, Chris actually sent me a graphic yesterday with the strength of schedules for all of the NBA teams the rest of this year. And it's, it's Memphis and New Orleans, whose strength of schedule graph just goes like skyrocketing up. So it's oh. going to be tough. It's, it's going to be hard, but um, it is fun that we're even monitoring the eight seed so closely in this first year of hashtag next gen Grizz. It doesn't really roll off the tongue. It, it, it definitely does not. It does not. Like written grind hashtag next gen Grizz. No, next no, gen they, Grizz. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Jessica, uh, thanks so much uh, for, for helping us okay, get, I'm gonna get go to through Crystal. this. Get through this week. Crystal's bre- oh, Crystal breakfast will be great. Oh, you have a couple minutes to get the breakfast. I oh, think shoot. they probably stop. Okay, maybe again. tomorrow. But, maybe but brunch. Grab some. <laughs> grab grab a, a late night sack full. Try that. Get a crystal chick. Get uh, get a couple cheese crystals. Some regular crystals. Get a, get a good variety. Uh, but uh, yeah, try get some crystals okay. for sure this week. Thank I you. Need, get your review next time you're on. All right, thanks, Jessica. Okay. Sounds good. Have a good one. Bye. Been to Crystal one time, which makes sense. I mean. It was at the wrong time of day, right, Carl? You gotta agree. You gotta you gotta go to Crystal at the right. You have to. Pick you the have right. to go late night. It's better when it's late night. When it's like dark you, outside. Very. Gotta be dark I, outside. I have to agree. Either uh, early morning, late night. You can't right. just go in the middle of the day. Right. I mean, you do. People do. They need to to keep them in business. <laughs> I mean, they do. I always, I've had Crystal when it's light outside, but and anyway. Shout out to Crystal, y'all. Support Crystal this week. I mean, they they were up until recently a Tennessee company. And uh, Chattanooga. Not like they were out of Nashville. They were out of Chattanooga. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, hey, it's, it's time to talk wrestling on the radio already. This jam-packed January is coming to a close. And we're uh, Bill Superstar Dundee is supposed to be with us in studio today. Can't wait. Uh, you are listening to Serena Live here on Sports 56, 96.1 and 87.7 FM.